0: Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm
1: Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is episode 18. You sound too excited for what's about to happen.
0: And another episode where everything sucks.
1: Yes. So this is season one, episode 18 of Seventh Heaven. The title of the episode is Faith, Hope, and the Bottom Line. The Google summary of the episode is Eric meets with opposition, and I just think it should be be Eric meets opposition. When he wants to hire an ex-convict as the church it, as the church's new organist and office manager. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I hand wrote it and I was having some trouble <laughs> reading what I wrote. But it Okay. Eric meets with opposition when he wants to hire an ex-convict as the church's new organist and office manager. All right. How was that? How was that one? That you did that right. Okay. Uh, so first can, impression. The, yeah, first impression. Another bad one. I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you have anything else to say about it, other than it being the worst, say it now. Um. You, well, you said something. You you don't like Simon. You think he? Oh, at least I you're think the worst. Yeah,
0: I think I don't know. I th- I think earlier on in like the recordings, you mentioned that one of the characteristics of Simon was that he like knows how to play the family. Like, he, like, knows, like, what buttons to push and how to kind of manipulate people and how to, like...
1: Which usually isn't a good quality.
0: Right, exactly. And, like, before I was like, okay, he's a cutesy little character, but in this episode it just annoyed me.
1: It used to be funny. Like, he'd have these, like, one-liners that were kind of, like, a little comedic relief. But now it's just annoying. Like, he's... I don't know. He thinks he can get away with being cute. All right, whatever. I know.
0: I think also, like, the point of me saying this is said I think I want to, like, move Matt up in the ratings. Oh. Like, and move Simon down. But that's Simon just my Simon pers- just
1: keeps falling. <laughs> that's just my personal opinion because I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of cranky with 7th <laughs> with Evan today. No, I agree. Uh, th- no, Simon is, is bad. I don't like him as it gets further and further into this, the run. So, um, okay, so we'll Look. get into it. Um, and as usual, we'll start with the cold open. And all that really... So it opens on a job fair. Oh,
0: actually, it opens on... um, We find out, for the first time ever... Oh, yes, Simon (laughs) plays baseball. And that he doesn't play baseball, Aaron. He
1: lives baseball. (laughs)
0: Um, But, yeah, he... Like, baseball season is happening. I guess summer is starting soon. Um, Wasn't it just February?
1: (laughs) This episode aired in April. No, we we're we're pretty moving along
0: quickly. Oh, I guess we are moving on pretty quickly. Yeah. But um um so and he's just talking about how he loves baseball so much. So that like sets up the storyline for him. And what also happens in that scene is Ruthie gets this phone book. Yeah, like a from
1: school. It's like the the class basically like the class list with phone numbers plus it's got like emergency contacts on there. So the first page is like 911 and all these other, like, different yeah. emergency, you know, yeah. the number to the hospital and or And the whatever. poison control. So, that's that. And oh, then, and if
0: you guys want to get in touch with the Camdens, their number is 555 five, five, 0157.
1: Five, oh, except 555 five, five, five isn't a real uh, thing. Well. All right. <laughs>
0: Okay. The next, uh, so that's like that sets up two of the storylines there. Um, The next thing that gets set up is, as Aaron was saying, the job fair. It's the Glen Oak Community Job Fair, where um, the Rev is interviewing or looking at the resume of a Ron Kramer. Um, Ron is Ron the ex-con. Yes. He. um, We find out that he got most of his skills from a correctional center place that he was at. So he, you know was in prison for a bit. Um, he can play the piano and his organ is rusty because there was no pianos in jail.
1: no organ organs in jail. in
0: jail. My bad. And he also can type 70 words a minute. Which is very impressive. Yes. And he can balance a checkbook, which is also really impressive. I don't I, think I can balance a was checkbook. Was that a thing
1: he said or was that... All right. Well, and then while he's doing this, it cuts back to the house and Annie is sitting at their dining room table with all these old men and one lady who is not allowed to speak. Uh, yeah, she doesn't speak at all. And they're all talking about, they're like waiting for Eric, and they're like, oh, he got caught up at the job fair. Someone wanted him to interview a few more people. So they're like, oh, well, we think, well, Annie says, oh, I think if you got started without, we get we gather that this is the board of directors for the church or whatever. And she's like, well, he trusts your judgment, and I'm sure if you, if we got started without him, he'd be fine. with. And we've learned that they're looking to elect a new, um, a temporary treasurer.
0: Because they're... Pu- The previous treasurer, Beloved Bob, Bob, left them for New York City.
1: Yeah, because apparently being a church treasurer is like the fast track to a job on Wall Street. (laughs) Street? I was just about to say that. The Gleno community treasurer. He's moved up real quickly, and now he's living in New York. (laughs) So, um...
0: They hire... They
1: hire Annie, and... Like, it, nothing, is, it, nothing indicates that she expressed an interest in this job. They're just like, oh, well, somebody who could budget, you know, a family of seven on a minister's salary would be a great choice. And then they're like, will you do it?
0: And she's <laughs> and, like, oh, okay. And then, like, she gets this box full of, like, documents. And then, yeah,
1: because they basically say that everything was left in a mess. So I don't know how Bob got this job. And how, why he was still called beloved. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, then it's the um, opening credits. So, to pick up back where the Rev storyline kind of left off, he. he with the up- ex con, he tells the ex con to come to the church the next day. Um, and he gathers the board of directors or whatever there, and they're all. They listen to him play, and then after he finishes and he leaves, they're like, oh, that was really good. But his resume says that he was in prison, so Eric, we can't hire him.
0: Um, so our main antagonist here is a guy named Lou. I guess he's, like, one of the leaders of the board, um, and he's against the
1: hiring of the ex-con. Well, he's like, oh, all we have to do is invite him in to where we keep the money, and I'm like, does the church really keep all their money at the, at the church? Um, and we also gather Lou wants to see if there's money in the budget. He's, he doesn't want to hire someone new. He wants a security system at the church, and the Rev is really opposed to this, um, for one reason or another, I um, think he's
0: like, oh, the church should always be open to anybody yeah. who wants to
1: be there. And but still, I mean, mm, eh. uh, so they go back and forth, and it's like, really boring. This yeah. entire storyline is very boring. It's just Lou and the Rev having different interactions in in the Rev's office, where they're like, you know, the Rev is vouching for Ron. There's one. Uh, there's one scene where they are in. Uh, the rev's office, and and he's like, oh well, I, th- we need to, I forget what Lou says. Reflect the values of like the church, the, the, community, the community, or something. Community, yeah. And then the rev's like, oh, I, well, that's funny. I was trying to reflect the attitudes and the views of the church and give this guy another chance, um, like just
0: because he made this one mistake. The mistake we find out is that well, first he's like. So um, Ron comes back to the church at some point to pick up, I guess, like, what does he call it? A hymnal. A hymnal, yeah. right. I heard Heimdall and thought of Thor. Sorry. Um, but he likes to pick up a, a book of songs so he can learn the music If in case he gets hired because he hasn't been hired yet. And Lou finds him, and he's like, oh, I, we never found out why you went to jail in the first place or went to prison in the first place. And he's like, oh, I stole bread to feed my family. But that's not actually what happened. I thought that was really it. And I was
1: like, oh, my God, the show.
0: No, but he, uh, I guess, worked for a bank and embezzled money from the bank, um, which doesn't really help uh, to convince Lou that he's not going to steal money from the church. Um, the other way that this story really manifests itself is between it, in that it makes conflict between Annie, who is now the temporary treasurer and uh the Rev. and we kind of see, I think for the first time really, um, a disconnect w- when it comes to the, between them, where we hear that like the Rev is the idealist and she's the realist, and he like kind of works on faith and she needs more like practical things to like back up her. Um, opinion
1: on things. I don't know. I don't think she's ever been portrayed as anything other than logical,
0: right? No, I don't. I don't. I don't mean that. I, but I, I think mean he's like,
1: usually the dream, like the, the one, yeah, yeah, the dreamer. But, but I, I've
0: never seen it come to like a head like that, before. like oh,
1: causing conflict. Yeah, because yeah. there is a scene. You know, after first, uh, first of all, Lou, after the scene where the Rev is like, oh, I wanted to reflect the values of the church. Lou was like, oh, well, we might just have to replace you. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the Rev goes home and he's kind of complaining to Annie. And she's like, well, we really don't have money in the budget to hire someone right now. Like, I'm trying to make, like, you know, do my best, but I really don't think there's any. And, And then they get in a fight over that because he, the Rev suggests that the board only hired Annie to be the treasurer because he was like, oh, they know you can manipulate me. Like, they're just, you know recruiting you to use you as like part of their team and and be in their camp cuz they really
0: uh, want the security system.
1: Yeah. So sh- so Annie obviously gets offended because he just implied that like they didn't nominate her for this position because she of her had, because of her skills be- but because she's a woman. No, um because, <laughs> no, because they were like, "Oh, they they just hired you to, you know, use you against me." But she's like, "Oh, I thought they hired me because I I, I know how to budget right. and I can I can do this job well." Um so she's she's a little angry, rightfully so. And uh yeah, I, I mean that's the the storyline kind of wraps up at the end of at the end of the episode, like we're skipping a lot of scenes because there's really nothing of note that takes place in them.
0: Well the fight gets
1: resolved. Well, because Annie when Annie finishes her report for the board, um the Rev is like trying to figure out what her recommendations are for, for whatever. And it, it, it's in the last scene. Annie is, you know, with the board, and she's giving her... She gives, like, a, an unnecessary speech because she's got her report, copies of her report printed out, and she's giving the speech about how um, compassion is... Imp- I don't know. I was, like, tuning it, it out. Yeah,
0: it was about, like, you know, having faith and having hope and the bottom line. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> it yes,
0: was, yes. No, it was, it was mostly just about, like, how... Um, the budget is not just the budget. The budget is the me- meeting of money and values.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's like usually we separate morality from from money, but at certain points they have to intersect, and, like, I don't know, we usually think of money as being dirty. and You know, you don't want to talk about it. Uh, but anyway, we're like... So we learn, I think at the end, that her recommendation was to hire Ron, the ex-con, because he shows up... Apparently, they were having this meeting immediately before church. And Which is as, badly timed. Yeah, Annie hands out her report, and everybody's, like, looking at it. And then people just start coming in for church, and the choir comes out and starts singing. And then the oh, Rev... No stop, no, stop. It's a real song, and I'm really... Okay, okay. <laughs> they were singing a real church song this time. Um, so the Rev goes up to, like, take his place on the altar, and then Rev... Um, no, the, then Ron runs in from the side, and, and he's, like, in his choir rope, and he's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I had to take three buses to get here. Um, and honestly, I don't think that being a church organist pays really great. Um, well, clearly not because Mittens wanted to leave. Yeah, and this guy took three buses to get to his, like, once-a-week job. Um, so I think we learn we're supposed to... Well, he's office manager now as well. Yeah, it's supposed to be implied, though, that he got the job. That was Annie's recommendation, even though everybody just got the report moments ago. This guy showed up for work. He's there, unless Annie called him and was like, hey, you're hired. Um, and then as the rev starts his, opens his, he, no, he doesn't even say anything. He's just standing at the altar. Annie gives this creepy wave from, you know, her pew as like, you know, a little...
0: I don't. Know, it's like very creepy.
1: Yeah, I'm, and then he like I'm kind of like out, but <laughs>
0: he kind of like waves a finger or two back, and it's like, yeah. I don't know what it what it stands for. So well, there's a scene before that that happens where they
1: resolve where they
0: yeah. resolve their like tension. Um, nothing really much happens in it. We just kind of like there's a non apology from the Rev, which uh, which Annie accepts. Um, we find out that the reason that they got married in the first place and they're together is because he's impassioned and he also has a nice smile. Yes. And then they, like, make out a bunch and then she's like, I can't. Of course, it's
1: not an episode of Seventh Heaven unless they make out.
0: And then she's like, oh, I can't have sex with you right now. She doesn't say this, but, like, it's basically because I have to finish my report. Yeah, it's, yeah. And really... It's such a pointless story. Like, I feel like they could have done so. Like, if they really wanted to do a lot more, like say that like like ex convicts should be given a chance. They should have focused on the actual ex convict and not on like everybody the man who
1: that biased against them. Yeah. yeah,
0: like not every not everybody else in this episode. Uh, so yeah, that was stupid. Now let's go on to something a little funnier when it isn't really that funny, uh, Simon. Just
1: one more note oh. on on that storyline. Um, I don't think we ever see Ron again.
0: Oh, I was going to ask, do we see Ron again? Yeah, I
1: don't believe so. So Especially because
0: the actor that plays Ron Kramer is a special guest star, so you'd expect him to oh, have yeah. some sort of special treatment other than, like, three... Like, he literally has three scenes, I think. Four, maybe. Yeah, it was not... Not, not much. Not much. Um, so, Simon's storyline, as we said... Simon's baseball career. Um, he needs to get a tetanus shot in order to play for the summer. Um, we He's have, a little
1: bitch, and he doesn't want to get it. Well... I think... I No, don't, the whole time he was playing that. Because yeah. Annie says, oh, you got to get it. And then they're like, okay, your dad will take you or whatever. And he's like, no, I don't want the Rev to take me because last year he almost passed out. He's afraid of needles. Let Matt take me. And then the Rev kind of starts making a face like, oh, I really am afraid of needles. I can't even go. So then they're like, Matt, you take him. Then before they go to school, we see Simon and Matt sitting outside. And Simon is telling Matt okay, this is how it's going to be. You you can just check off. Apparently it's just like a waiver form or something. And, right. and he's like, come on, just initial here and say that I got my shot. And, like, we never even have to go to the doctor's office. And Matt's like, no, I'm not going to do that. You have to get your shot. So... We
0: go to the doctor's office and uh, Simon plays his manipulation game and... Because apparently Matt is also afraid of needles. Um, and he's just like, oh, the smell in here is horrible. Oh, it's so hot. Oh, uh, it's gonna take so long. The wait's so long. Oh, the feeling of the shot. Oh, awaiting the, the shot. It smells in here. And, like, yeah. And it's
1: like, oh, he's like, oh, that girl looks like she's gonna throw up. I hope she doesn't throw
0: up. I hate the sound of people throwing up. And then uh, <laughs> Matt's like, well, I guess we could come back tomorrow.
1: Yeah. He's like, oh, we might not have to wait so long if we come back tomorrow. So. Let's come back tomorrow. And, like, immediately, so, uh,
0: Matt gets up first and leaves, and he, like, turns to his, like, neighbor, who's this girl who's there for...
1: A field hockey physical. Um, which,
0: (laughs) before the scene starts, Simon's like, oh, I'm here for the same thing. He's like, except except not, except, absolutely not. Um, it's baseball and a tennis shot. Um, but he's like, oh, you know, like, I did it again. I'm a puppet master. I'm like,
1: shut the fuck up, Simon. Like, Jesus Christ. But, um, so then the next day, we learn, is Saturday, and the Rev knows that Matt didn't, he knows that, well, Matt says, like, oh, the wait was, uh, oh, he was like, oh, the doctor's office called, the Rev says, the doctor's office called, they said they're sorry they couldn't get you in today, but there's. they should be able to take you first thing tomorrow if you get there when they open, and then the Rev says that basically Simon did the same thing to him last year, meaning that Simon never got his tetanus shot last year, and... Like, he's playing, like, it's yeah, not just for the safety of the one child. It's like, it's like they're, like, anti-vaxxers. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's not just your child that is playing on this baseball team. This is very, very irresponsible of you Camdens. Um, so the
0: revs, a piece of advice to Matt is, like, put, like, use a walkman. Yeah, he's bring, bring because your walkman. if you can't hear him, then he can manipulate you. And which is, what, like, you're his parent. Parent your child. Like, yes. You are, it's not like Simon has some sort of like weird magical hold over you. He's not like a manipulation demon, right? He like, he actually is a human being and he is your child and you just have to tell him what to do and he is supposed to listen because that is the only good thing about being a parent
1: is you have some sort of power. And are you kidding me? You can't take your child, like you can't take your child to the doctor's office for a, a shot because you're afraid of needles. Like that's. That's a legitimate thing. You're a grown ass man with with five kids, and t- the, the thought of having to take them to the doctor at some sh-
0: point. I don't understand like how this happens, but um, Simon overhears something, or like Matt says something about like a sh- long, sharp metal thing going into his body, yeah. and now we get the uh, get the yeah because
1: Simon's like, oh, well, you were afraid too, or something, and and Matt's like, well, I don't love the idea of having a big sharp metal. Needle stuck into my arm or whatever. And now Simon's afraid. So the next day... The
0: morning that they have to be going to the doctor's office, he barricades himself
1: in the room, um, and everybody's really upset. Yes, and then Mary's like, why don't we take the doorknob off the door or whatever? And we already kind of talked about this, but Ruthie's whole storyline is this book, this, this phone book that she got at school. And she wants to call, like, she just desperately wants to call people. Well, her so, thing
0: is proving Simon wrong. Because Simon said that, oh, all the numbers in your phone book are probably wrong because none of the kids actually remember who,
1: like, what their phone number is. Yeah, but the the first page with the emergency numbers was, like, pre-printed by yeah. the school.
0: And she's only calling the emergency numbers. So we have a scene with her and Lucy, which is, like, I said to, like, Aaron turned to me. She's like, I think this is the first time Lucy, like, Ar- Ruthie and Lucy are interacting, Interacting. because Ruthie's on the phone with the fire department and just casually be like, how many fires did you put out today? Yeah,
1: so Lucy scolds her and is like, oh, don't call anyone else. And then there's another scene where she's trying to call, like, the poison people. and Yeah, because her imaginary friend drank out of Happy's bowl. So um, finally Ruthie's like, oh, she goes and she, like, everybody else is preoccupied. So she goes and she calls... Nine one one, and she is like, they ask like, "What's your emergency?" And she was like, "Is someone being barricaded in their room? An emergency?" And apparently, it is.
0: Yeah, because the next scene we have is Simon um, is waiting in his room, and he's like, "I'm never coming out." And then all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door, and it's like, "This is the police. <laughs> Open up." And so he opens up the door, and it's Sergeant Michaels. And he's like, I was just about to go get my tetanus shot. And then he just walks and he, he runs like, away. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll wait for you in the car. And that's it. That, it's resolved. The police need to knock on his door. And all of a sudden he's like, I can do it. I'm brave, of it. I'm brave enough now. And I'm like, this, this doesn't follow any logic whatsoever.
1: Um, so, Unlike yeah. everything else that happens in the show, which is perfectly logical,
0: so they end up at the nurse at the doctor's. They take like both of them end up getting the shot. Both Matt and Simon. It's yeah, they're really like, quick. They they get lollipops. It's
1: over. And Good. then and then later on, the Rev confirms with Matt, and he's like, "Oh, like you really got them this time, right?" And Matt just hands him the lollipop, and is like, "Oh yeah, here's the proof." And then it's the like, Rev weirdly eats it. It's it, it all so strange. Uh, so that's that. That's... There's also
0: a scene right before that where um, I guess Simon is having pizza. <gasps> I was oh, outraged by this, this scene. This is a crime. I know because so there's definitely a slice of pizza left in that box.
1: And he gives the box to the Rev,
0: and, and then the Rev throws
1: it in the trash. He like folds it up and throws it in the trash. It's like th- that's valuable pizza being wasted there. A slice of pi- And this this family that has, on a minister's salary, that could be, set like, just wasteful. It's not. Not you only put it, put
0: it in like wrap it up. A crime against pizza. Put it in the fridge. Like have cold pizza someone, later.
1: Someone will eat it later, yes. I'm sure. Oh. Um oh, god. But so, that's
0: Simon's storyline and basically Ruthie's storyline as now well.
1: We get the best one.
0: Yeah, this was the well, and old, Matt's storyline. And Matt's storyline, yeah. And this is basically the only redeeming thing about this episode. Um I'm really loving Mary these days, so her. Oh, I have to say, though, Ruthie is getting more and more... Or, like, she's getting sassier and sassier as the episodes get along. And I'm really excited for, like, when we get more actual Ruthie storylines that aren't just her, like...
1: Being cutesy. Yeah. Like, oh. You and know. having, like, Yeah, because it liners. is... She is, like, good when they do give her a lot of lines, or she does have to, like, engage with the other characters other than Simon. But I feel like they don't... What, what kind of storylines are you going to give, like, a five- or six-year-old? So... It's like stupid stuff like, oh, calling 911 for. Or like
0: finding ding dongs in your lunch, and that's not her usual. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: but variety is the spice of life, is what Ruthie says.
0: Yeah. So uh, Lucy's storyline here is actually Lucy, Mary, and Jimmy Moon's storyline. Um, so Lucy has uh, concocted this scheme, basically, where she's convinced both uh, Jimmy Moon and Mary to, well, for Mary to tutor Jimmy Moon in science. Because, and I believe Aaron wrote down this quote um, about him being. Oh, he's a
1: passionate fountain of of he's he's a poet. He's he's not good at science, but it seems like the arts. He
0: doesn't want. To, he doesn't where, worship the periodic table. Yes,
1: yes, he's a, he's just a passionate fountain of poetry and literature and and the art and the arts. Um, so. Um, so he, she, like Lucy, before the tutoring session,
0: is giving like instructions to both Jimmy about Moon and reading
1: Mary. about like reading Jimmy Moon. She's telling Mary like, and sometimes he might just shake his head like he agrees, but you really have to look into his eyes and 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 penetrate them to like be able to see what's really going on in his head. And she's got all these instructions, and then
0: and then she does the same thing then, to Jimmy. But
1: Mary also was like, "I'm going to hit you if you don't stop talking to me." Yes. So
0: <laughs> and then with Jimmy, she's like, "You need to smile like." to every time because she like needs validation or like she, that's what she says about mary that mary needs validation so you need to smile yeah you need to smile
1: with teeth <laughs>
0: with teeth so she set this whole thing up the next thing we have is them um
1: in the love den
0: yeah i was just making sure that nothing else happened before then because i feel like no no nothing else happened before then. oh i'll just mention this at the end never mind but um Oh, no, no, no. There is something that happened which annoyed me. She asks the Rev to pray for Jimmy Moon because he's getting tutored by Mary. Oh, yeah.
1: like And she set it up. This is your idea.
0: Yeah, like, I don't... Shut up, Lucy. She's so upset. Like, the only thing she talks about is Jimmy Moon. That's it. Like, is there nothing else going on in your goddamn life?
1: She does not have thoughts.
0: (laughs) But, okay, so the next thing, yes, they're in the love den, and they're they're having their tutoring session. and Talking about, like, synapses or something. And Lucy's, like...
1: Talking about biology. "Mm
0: -mm, Not that, but, you know, they should really be talking about
1: chemistry. Um, I mean, they're both pretty suggestive of, you know, biology, chemistry. Physics is, like, the only...
0: No, physics can be... Physics can be sexual. sexual, too. I guess science is just sexual, like, all the time.
1: Yeah. All right. Our bodies are science... Ourselves, geology, so sexual. Geology, you know all those rocks. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Anyway, we can make the paleontology. Bedrock. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, uh, right. So Lucy's like spying on them, and she like closes her eyes. <laughs>
1: And we get the dream sequence to end all dream sequences. And this will
0: be definitely up on all of our social media.
1: Even on Facebook. We usually don't post videos there, but this will be on Facebook. This definitely will
0: be on Facebook. Um, Okay, I don't even know where to begin. So it starts
1: off with the French music playing from, like... The the French film that they watched on their first date and then that they saw in the Valentine's Day episode... Um, where you, I just keep hearing them say, like, je t'aime, je t'aime. <laughs> so. Well, you'll get to hear it in the video when you watch it. Yeah.
0: Um, and so the first thing we have in the dream sequence is Mary letting down her hair. The next thing we have is them getting rid of, like, the
1: textbooks. They throw their books behind them.
0: The next thing we have is Jimmy Moon, like, doing something with his hair. Well,
1: Mary put does the breath spray oh breath spray and then jimmy moon puts his hands through his hair and, and then, then <laughs> oh my god and this is gonna be the screenshot
0: for this episode yeah is mary leaning in like towards um jimmy and then raising her eyebrow very seductively
1: just and, one eyebrow and i'm
0: pretty sure this is exactly what she used to get justin timberlake to fall in love with her <laughs> and also it's pretty pretty sure it's like in some sort of maxim like a photo shoot. Like no, this no, specific no. Her
1: look. her photo shoot was for Gear. Gear, my bad. Gear magazine. Who was in Maxim, Mackenzie? Uh, Mackenzie Rossman. Rossman, but oh, not okay. when she was six. Okay.
0: Uh, uh, anyway, the, and then the, the dream sequence ends with a repeat shot of them leaning in towards kissing each yeah, other. Yeah, like it
1: wants to keep making it look like they're getting closer the and closer is, without. And then their their faces like almost touch, and then it cuts away. And it
0: was so disturbing. Yeah, we watched it twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was so disturbing. We had to watch it twice. Uh
0: and then Lucy's like, Oh my god, what have I done? And she like interrogates both Mary and Jimmy. Wait, and wait, Lynn. I have
1: some great quotes yes, about yes, this. Please. Okay. So she told so she asks Mary, like, do you like Jimmy? And Mary's just like, No. And then Lucy's like, Well, oh, you're acting aloof, so you obviously do. I bet if he had six more you believe if he had six more arms, he could be a babe octopus or it's like supposed to be babe. no no babe it was definitely babe octo babe octo like yeah no she she ends it with puss <laughs> <laughs> it, it was either a babe to puss babe to puss a a babe,
0: i think babe to
1: puss, that's babe to
0: puss. I, I, is that like 90s slang babe to puss i've never used that in my life also what, and you were born want? yet so S-
1: six like i get like octo- octopi I have like yeah. eight arms but like Baped puss. Like, that sounds <laughs> awful. Like, six arms. Well, eight arms sounds awful on a human. Unless you're um, an Indian god. <laughs> yeah, on a human. <laughs> um, so, anyway, they get in a fight. And I
0: can make that joke because I'm Indian, by the way.
1: <laughs> I guess. Um, and then... I feel bad now. Whoops. They're in a fight, and...
0: Oh, well, she also calls Jimmy Moon magnetic.
1: Yes, she's, yeah, she has more lines about it, but I do have, I do have from when she confronts Jimmy. I don't remember, like, they get in a fight, and then Mary's like, you're, oh, God, she's like, you've lost your mind, and then Lucy goes, maybe I found it.
0: (laughs) I just, throughout all of these scenes, I really just wanted somebody to punch Lucy in the face because she's going off, and, like, she calls up Jimmy, and she's like...
1: Oh, here we go. Yeah, go ahead. So, so, um, Jimmy goes, well, I know that you're a passionate, whimsical creature by nature. I'm not a free love kind of guy. Like, he's just got all these things, lines about how he would never, like, cheat on her or whatever.
0: It's like, and it's, this was your your idea. I don't want to be, like, tutoring with your sister, blah, blah, blah. And then um, basically Jimmy's like, I don't have this conversation anymore, and he hangs up the phone.
1: And then Mary, the next thing, scene we have with them is that, well, other than when Simon's locked in the room, Mary's trying to, like, Unscrew the doorknob, and and Lucy's like, "What's going on?" And um, Mary's like, "Oh, so you're talking to me now?" And Lucy's like, "No, I'm just on a fact-finding mission." Yeah, I
0: was like, "Please, somebody, like, slap this bitch!" She's like,
1: "Stab her with a screwdriver." Out of control. Uh, So Uh, then, um, they're at another scene. The next scene that they have together is that Lucy is in their room, and Mary comes up with this envelope, and she's like, "Oh, Jimmy." gave me a note that says he's canceling our tutoring session for tonight. She didn't
0: give... He, like, pa- yes, taped it
1: on... That's the the next... Yeah, he's like... She's like, oh, and he wouldn't even give it to me in person. He taped it to the front door, and Mom found it. Um, And then, I don't know, how do they end up... The result? Like, uh, Mary kind of gets in her face and is like, why don't you, like... This is so stupid.
0: Like, why didn't it's not like I she and then Lucy says like I should have. Tr- you're right. I should have trusted Jimmy and Mary's like. No, you idiot. You should have trusted me, your sister. <laughs> right. And also, and she's like, and you did the thing where you made it about two girls fighting over a guy, which I hate. But more important than that, you made two sisters fighting over and a now guy.
1: Lucy, of course, is crying because she's an idiot and, I was like, and no, the damn worst.
0: It. Mary should continue like laying it into laying into her.
1: Yeah, yeah. But then they like hug and resolve it, and Jimmy Moon actually, and then while they're resolving it, Annie comes up to their room and is like, oh, Lucy, Mr. Moon is here, and I got really excited because I was like, oh, are we going to see, like, Mr. James Moon, senior? <laughs>
0: no, but Annie apparently just calls uh Jimmy Moon Mr. Moon, Um so... Jimmy's there, and, like, I really wanted Lucy to also apologize to Jimmy for being, like, horrible to him.
1: In some weird twist of events, he ends up, like,
0: apologizing. Yeah, he's like, I think you should understand that my, like, science grade is more important to me than, like, failing that than, like, whatever is happening. Whatever the the other option
1: is, failing or, like, having weird dream sequences with Mary. Um, Is that, like, really it?
0: Yeah, and then...
1: They can, like, yes, I think that's... This is a super short episode, so... Well, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Like, the the seat, There are a lot of unnecessary scenes, so... Yeah, the entire storyline with the ex-convict is just, like... Back and forth, Lou being like, oh, we can't hire a convict, and the Rev being like, do the Christian thing. So, and then with... Yeah, what, No, what,
0: nothing we've I don't think we've missed anything. Right, no,
1: we haven't, but in, like the Lucy and Mary storyline is just like back and forth like how could you? I didn't. Like <laughs> yeah, basically. So, yeah, uh another one I would not recommend watching if you are not watching along is these are pretty back to back um terrible episodes. So, what are you going to rate this one? Ugh. I want to give this one a 0.5. It's somehow I was more entertained by the last one, other than the dream, the dream sequence was the only thing I like, laughed at the entire time or found entertaining. I mean, when the, there was like the line in the beginning, Simon was like, "There's nothing little about the league I'm in <laughs> as he well.: He wants as, to
0: die in his cleats."
1: Yeah, well, and then Annie was like, "That can be arranged, <laughs> so maybe he won't be around much longer. <laughs> so wait, what's our rating system right now? Um, I'm going to start with the point five. Being the happy. Right. One, one is, is Rev, two is... No, Ann- one is Lucy. Oh, one is Lucy, two is Rev, three is Annie, four is Matt, five is Simon. Let's switch to that. So. Yeah, so five, four is Simon, five, five is, is Matt, Mary. six is Mary, and seven is Ruthie. Right.
0: And eight is Mittens. <laughs> and we've never, we're have never. we never going to hit an eight. Nothing. We probably will never hit a seven either, I'm
1: assuming. Oh, I think we might hit a seven. Um, so for different... Gonna, not for like... Like oh, this is a seven because the cinematography and, this, <laughs> and the storyline was so and good. The soundtrack
0: is just amazing. Yeah, like
1: oh, they switched it up, and, this and the writing—wow.
0: This was that actually writing. John
1: John Williams composed the music for this episode. Hans Zimmer,
0: now, or yeah, <laughs> no,
1: it, it, no, that's never go- the seven is going to be awarded to probably the most heinous episode that ever we ever come across.
0: Um, so and you're I've got giving, a few in mind. So you're giving it a point five.
1: Yeah, this one was I, there was no. Another one that I really couldn't pay attention for. Like, and
0: i give it... Uh, I'm going to give it a 1.5, and that means I'm giving a, an entire one point for that dream sequence.
1: Wow. So, so yeah.
0: I, I don't really think it was worth that much. Um, I just really hated the episode before this because at least, like, the actors in this episode were kind of acting like they knew how to
1: act. I'm just happy that I know what's coming and how the season ends, that I know that there are better episodes coming. So this is, like...
0: Well, there's three wait no four left 19 20 21 22 yeah, yeah four left if if if
1: i'm in if 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 i'm in 1997 and i'm watching this the the back to back episodes that we just saw i'm probably like oh this show's really 17 episodes in and they lost it and i'm, well, I'm probably know, not watching anymore well
0: we know may sweeps is coming up so Yeah, well, that's when they... That's uh, when the ending happens. So, alrighty, I think that is it. So, do all the things on the social medias, uh, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Tumblers. And and the the
1: iTunes is important. Please rate and review and let us, you know, feedback, whatever. It's all good. Yeah,
0: what do you want us to change? What do you want us to do
1: different? Oh, speaking of... We haven't really done segments lately, but there's been no cohesive... Well, I just wanted to say one thing,
0: actually, speaking of segments, about our fashion review. Um, Matt is wearing this... Blue leather jacket, and it,
1: and it looks exactly like a jacket that Mary had worn in like the previous like six episodes. Only hers was like an orange or like a like a burnt orange, like an auburn. Um, and it looks like he's wearing the exact like it's the same exact style. It's just in blue. So wardrobe just bought two of the same jacket for like maybe Jessica Biel, and then I don't know. Last <laughs> <And> minute they
0: <laughs>
1: they gave it to Mary Barry Watson. It was just
0: like this looks great. Let me wear it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No. Right. So. Yeah. Like. Let us know about any segments you want us to get back to. Really, these last two episodes didn't have anything. Yeah. The episodes haven't been lending themselves
1: to. Uh,
0: yeah. Well. Anyway. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Oh, was-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this was Camden Cast. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. For real.